You're listening to Ottawa's Baseball Show. It's Around the Diamond with Diamond Dante and Mike Nellis on CKDJ 107.9, home of the Ottawa Champions. So here's Josh Donaldson. one high. He hits it deep. It is out of here. Swing and a miss. He got him with a breaking ball and it's his first double digit strikeout game of his big league career. It's not going to be his last 10 K's this afternoon for Velasquez. Welcome to Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9 Ottawa's new music. Mike Nellis will not be joining us in studio, so we are more than happy to welcome Mr. Corey Mess. How you doing? Uh, it's great to be back again, Dante. Mike Nellis on the seven-day DL, but uh, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe he'll be back next week. It's uh, it's good to join you again, though. Uh, uh, have a pretty fun show set up. I gotta ask you, how's the how's MLB the show? It's been two weeks since we uh, we last talked. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I haven't played it. Uh, I haven't played it too much. It's a busy time of the year, but I I have dipped my toes into it and uh, and it's really fun i'm i'm liking it a lot the the new hitting seems to be pretty nice the new changes to you, road to the show mode do you like the slow motion kind of thing i do like it i do like it i'm into that i i like it because like i said i play a lot of road to the show so right. it's fun having that in the game because it makes road to the show a bit more i've fun. played road to the show quite a bit more than diamond dynasty and i, I oh think I'm you a, said diamond dynasty was usually your thing yeah but, but you i like, like it i like it this year i'm playing second base okay I'm, i got drafted by texas i'm kind of scared because rune no door is playing second base up there and I'm, i think he's gonna you know i won't be able to get called up might ask to ask for a trade you know mm-hmm. and uh here's the one th- here's a, a funny story about this uh, i talked to sam bat on the phone and uh and and i was like oh i love your bats but the one thing i love is how they're in mlb the show and they know what she says to me and you know what she said she said the bats in mlb the show are at the diamond level. And yeah, I, but she lied to you because they're not just at the diamond level. There's there's four different levels of sand bats. There is a diamond level sand bat. So which I'll is give the her best that. one, right? But like there are other level sand bats. Right now I'm rocking a a silver level sand bat plus plus four to power. Plus I'm to power. I'm using the uh, the Marucci. <laughs> you get a little more a little more of everything with the Marucci bat. You get a little contact, a little power, a little everything. A little sand bat, sand bats, it's all power. That's yeah, all I, I like that plate. That's vision, all I want because I don't want to be swinging at pitches in the dirt. But uh, with that, we're gonna get to some MLB talk. And uh, that was a good MLB the show talk. I know it was. And and you know what? To, speaking about the MLB, it, it would be a fool's errand not to start with the Toronto Blue Jays, Mike, or not Mike. So this is what happens. I'm telling you, Corey. Uh, it'd be a fool's errand not to start with the MLB, Corey. And and of course, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays have been struggling. They're three and five, or they're under 500 at this point. Their bullpen has been really struggling as of late, and 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 they're going. They're really hitting a, a big inning, but they're not kind of spreading out the depth through the lineup. What do you think? Well, I mean, like, I, I think I don't think the lineup has really been the problem here, Dante. Like, the lineup I think has been all right. I think a few players haven't gotten off to good starts, but that's baseball, right? Like, Tulitsky's gotten off to a pretty slow start. Colabello, uh, zero Colabello's very, very slow start. Pilar, a pretty slow start. Um, but Donaldson's I think, been good, though. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, Batista's been good, and Carnacion's been all right. And so, I mean, there there are certain positives. Russell Martin hasn't hit the ball well, and I think that's a little surprising. He's hitting eighth. Um, uh, it, well, especially because, yeah, th- there's really no pressure on him to be that higher guy in the lineup this year, and he's still, in, still not playing In well. Pittsburgh, he hit 290 in mm-hmm. the three-hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. And so I, I'm, a little, I'm a little surprised. Um, but at the same time, the lineup really hasn't been the problem for the Jays. They've put up, they've put up decent runs, uh, especially over the weekend. They they had a lead in pretty much all of those games. But it's the once again with this Jays team, it's the bullpen that seems to be costing them. It's it's always been the bullpen. Why is it always yeah. the freaking bullpen these days? And, and I don't even think the starting pitching has been that lackluster. I mean, no, you look Estrada, at Sanchez last right. night. Sanchez right. put up very good numbers. Estrada's been nice. Uh, I think Dickey's the only, a little bit of a disappointment in the starting rotation. And, uh, and I mean, Dickey, uh, as always, he will level himself out. Um, especially when he, he gets to play outdoors a little more. Exactly. So, 
I'm I'm not worried about the lineup. I'm not worried about the starting rotation. But once again, the bullpen, I think, is the problem with the Jays. Yeah, and since we're talking whole MLB here, let's switch to the biggest story come, uh, coming out of baseball around the whole world, and that's Trevor Story is putting on a big story, if you ask me. Uh, he's He's over a home run per game, and apparently he's projected at this rate to hit over 100 home runs this season. Obviously, you know this isn't going to happen. He might slow down. Maybe he gets injured. What do you like from the play of Mr. Trevor Story with Colorado? Well, I mean, it's just a fun story, right? I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Um, It's just just fun to watch. I mean, it's like linsanity. It's like anything like this where you get a guy who pretty much comes from nowhere and uh, just, just... goes goes crazy for a couple weeks and it's not sustainable anything like that but it's just fun to watch especially at the beginning of a guy's career and and with Colorado they're hitting the ball extremely well but once again the starting pitching I know you you said a couple things off air about what type of pitchers they should be going for listen to this their ERA just out of starters is or sorry just out of their pitchers at this point is 7.12 yeah that's not very good no, and if and you're allowing seven runs per game, you got to score eight. So hard to be a pitcher at Coors Field. Is it still Coors Field? Yeah. Um, uh, so hard to be a pitcher at Coors Field, but um, like I don't know. I just think that they're scoring five point two nine runs per game, which is very good. Yeah, and, and it's just surprising to me that this team, you know, they they have this unbelievable offense. They've put so much money into re-signing a lot of those guys, and those guys are great, Cargo and um, Arenado and all those guys, but. At the same time, why are they not focusing on pitching? In a building like that, you'd think they'd be a little smarter. Anyways. What do you think? Do you think they should go for the ground ball pitcher or go for the strikeout pitcher? And it'd be stupid to go for the fly ball pitcher. So it's either ground ball or strikeout. What do you think? I don't know. I, I, I'm I, I'm more of a proponent of ground ball pitching there because that allows you to control things a little more. I think strikeout pitchers, that would be nice, but it's still going to leave you susceptible to, to big hits. To, to If you're if you're going strikeout pitchers, you're looking a lot of uh, um, uh, of big, like high-velocity fastballs or lots of breaking balls, and, uh, and both of those are, are what you're going to hit home runs off of. There's three pitchers that they did acquire or that they do have in their system who have a live fastball. Two of them from the Jays system, we know, Miguel Castro, Jeff Hoffman, and one that they developed uh, in their own system is John Gray. So that that's something there. And, and, and a big injury coming out of this week, a huge shock to the baseball world. Everyone loves Kyle Schwarber. Only one year out of getting drafted. Last year he came in, hit 16 home runs in, in, in 70 games. It did an um, amazing for the Cubs down the stretch and helped them fulfill uh, their their hole in the two spot. And, and and now he's injured with a torn MCL and an, a torn ACL, and he's been a real bright spot for the team. It's really sad to see him go for the rest of the season. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, I mean, you, you saw his year last year, and as good as Chris Bryant played last year, I think Kyle Schwarber was maybe a little more interesting because Chris Bryant, everyone kind of had an inkling that he was going to be pretty good. He had been the the best prospect in baseball for the last two, three years. Whereas Kyle Schwarber came in and he and he was a little more unknown. So like story as well, you talk about a guy coming from out of nowhere and it was the same thing with, with Schwarber last year. Um, I do have to say, though, that when you look at his injury, it came when he was in the outfield. Yeah, he's a catcher. And he's not comfortable in the outfield. And we saw that in the playoffs last year where he looked very uncomfortable. It happened here where clearly it was a miscommunication between those two outfielders that caused him to get this injury. And you have to wonder if it has to do with putting him in the outfield. Now, I know you want Kyle Schwarber on the field, but at the same time, maybe he's just not cut out for the outfield. Uh, You know, here's a funny story about that. I was watching the MLB draft two years ago when I was in grade 11. I watched him get drafted. And you know what they were saying? They said, this guy is a catcher, but he's not clear-cut for a catcher, for to be a catcher. They said that he is the only... Listen to this. Do you know um, that there's a catcher catching prospect the Jays have, Max Pentecost? He was the only catcher in the whole first round that they said was the only clear-cut catcher. All the other catchers that got drafted, they flipped up to the outfield or first base. And, and it's happened. Bryce Harper started as a catcher. Will Myers was a catcher. Um, the only one that's really been that good as a catcher and came up and, and played catcher was Buster Posey and the only reason Kyle Schwarber got a start in the big leagues was because Miguel Montero got injured and then when they saw how good his bat was oh yeah let's just throw him in left field but to be honest it's not it's not that bad of a loss for the Cubs because 
Jorge Soler is going to be starting in left field, and he could be good. We'll be able to turn things around as well. I think so, too. And and with that, we're going to wrap things up uh, here. Coming up next, Andrew Cooper will join us uh, here on Around the Diamond. Following that, we will have Champions Manager Hal Lanier. And then the man of the hour, Trevor Gretzky, is going to join us all the way from L.A. He's going to call in to the show and uh, talk about... Uh, his career and signing with the Quebec City Capitals. That's all here on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 1079. Welcome back to Around the Diamond on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's new music. Now joined with me in studio is Mr. Corey Mess. Uh, how are you doing today? Doing, uh, doing pretty good, Dante. Excited for uh, for who we have on the phone with us. Absolutely. And now, Corey, we are going to get to the phones here and bring on Ottawa Champions' new signee, Andrew Cooper. How are you doing today? Good. How are you guys? We're doing awesome, and uh, uh, we're really excited to have you on the show. And uh, I'm sure things got to feel nice signing with a Canadian city being from Canada in Windsor. Oh, yeah. I was definitely excited to hear uh, Ottawa was interested Never played professional baseball in uh, Canada, so this should be exciting and a great experience. Yeah, and you know, there's only one actual minor league uh, affiliate team is with the Toronto Blue Jays. That's the uh, Vank, the Vancouver Canadians, I believe, in Low A. So uh, there's not too many Canadian cities that do have uh, minor league baseball or even professional baseball, of course. And I'm just going to ask you: you got signed by the Washington Nationals in 2013. Uh, how did that feel, and and where were you? Oh, I was. Uh... I was in my living room and I saw my name come up and then I got the call and I was just <laughs> happiest day of my life. It the, was awesome. The question, the question is, Andrew, were you watching the draft on MLB Network? I was. Oh, so was I. <laughs> no way. No way, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I, I forget it was Harold Reynolds and John. I think was there or something like that. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, co- I can't remember, but I was just too excited. Oh yeah. I got blacked out. <laughs> yeah. So in the in the Nationals organization, the last uh, the last three years for you, uh, a- Andrew, what's that uh, what's that process been like? Um, uh, you've been with Hagerstown in uh, in A ball the last couple of years. Just talk about the the last two years there and kind of how how you've grown as a as a pitcher. Hagerstown was a good experience for me. It was uh, I learned how to control uh, most of my pitches. I developed a changeup, so I really had to grow as a pitcher because I didn't have a changeup before, really. So uh, that really changed me. Yeah. And, and um, what other uh, what other pitches do you uh, do you throw? I have a slider, and uh, I throw a sinker most of the time. Ooh, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, I, I like that. And, yeah, and I get so a lot of ground balls. As a as a guy coming, because uh, a couple years ago you you did start a few games for Hagerstown, but really um, for for the majority of your time you you've been a reliever. So um, do you find that like as a reliever, just coming in, being able to 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 bring the sinker ball, being able to get ground balls, things like that, get uh, get pitchers out of jams, that 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 really helps you, right? Oh yeah, that's awesome. Especially when you come in with runners on base, they want you to get a double play sometimes or. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you spent three years with the Washington Nationals organization, and I was looking through some possible players that you might have played with, uh, maybe even some uh, some stints down in low A. Uh, there was, uh, you know, Steven Souza. There was uh, maybe a Denard Span, Wilson Ramos. Uh, was there any big major league player with the Washington Nationals system at this point that you had a chance to play with? Um, in the big leagues right now, um, well, Wilmer Defoe was in the big leagues last year, and he might get called up this year. Yeah, he's a shortstop for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the best uh, switch hitting shortstops I've played with for sure. Yeah, and uh, of course, you, you obviously went to a couple of spring training stints uh, with the Washington Nationals. How was that like, and and what was the, a whole different feeling coming from Canada and getting your first spring training chance uh, up in a, in a warmer place? Oh, it was unbelievable getting to Florida and seeing how close we were to the uh, big league guys and getting to meet a lot of them. I actually got to go to a big league game and played against the Marlins. Wow. That was really fun. I was yeah, standing 10 feet away from Michiro in the bullpen. I was like, hey. <laughs> so, um, of course, you're going to be most likely in the bullpen, but there, you might be a spot guy this season. Uh, do you, would you say you're more of a specialist righty, of course, having a good sinker ball, or like a guy like Pat Neshek or even a guy like Luke Gregerson who has an excellent slider and a good sinker? Yeah, I could... Uh, Getting righties out is one of my specialties. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I could come in for maybe even one right-handed batter if they needed it. 
Well, and, and talk about your, your attitude out of the pen, because like like I said, you have started before. When you're coming out, out of the pen with guys on, like, do you kind of have to come in like a fireball and just kind of go go hard and see what happens? Or or are you coming in and, and you kind of have to keep it cool and, and calm and, and, you know, you just kind of have to take care of what you what you have to? Yeah, it depends on the situation. Like if it's the fifth and I come in with runners on, you obviously got to come in with your best stuff, but you also have to know that you're going to be pitching maybe the next two innings so sure yeah and uh, i'm gonna ask you since you you did mention that you do throw a sinker ball what's your whole mentality on how to throw it because a lot of people say that it's more like a two seam and then there's a sinker and then you can even throw a cutter to to going towards the left-handed side what's the 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 way the whole the whole sinker moves is it more like a two seam or is it a little bit different yeah mine's uh kind of like a 12 to 3 nice it moves over to the right but also down a little bit Oh, that's cool. So you would say, um, I'm going to ask you, who was the the one guy that you basically tried to model yourself after growing up in Canada? As a pitcher, like, I was always a shortstop growing up, but uh, okay, okay. I always liked uh, Joey Votto, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and of course, maybe pitching, was there anyone that you always looked up to and said, hey, uh, I, maybe I want to throw exactly like he does or, or get as much movement as he does or someone that really carried himself on the field, like you want to be like him is, is kind of like model yourself after a little bit? Um, the past few years, I've tried to model myself after Doug Fister. Nice, yeah. He gets a lot of ground balls. Yeah, I like him. And that, that really good sinker. Yeah. Okay. So you you said you were a shortstop most of the way when you were when you were growing up. Was there a kind of a time where where you did say you what what was that time you you made that switch over to pitcher? Mm-hmm. Um, it was college. I got to college and I was competing for the shortstop spot, and uh, they noticed I had a really good arm, so they put me on the mound and I uh, struck up the side. That was pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> no turning back from there. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. So I guess you've obviously had the chance to hit as well uh, when you're in uh, the Washington Nationals organization. So I'm, I'm guessing you're a pretty good hitter. Yeah, I can get my hits. <laughs> we, always, uh, we always had pitchers BP, and that was always fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You just don't want to end yeah. up like Mariano Rivera and get injured in the outfield. There you go. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> this isn't the right league for that. There's a DH in this league. That, Although we why did, is that, We though? did see a couple pitchers. Uh, we did see a couple pitchers get some uh, some spot uh, some spot time in uh, in um, uh, little pinch hit situations. So, so may, maybe this year, but who knows? Yeah, and, and another thing, Andrew, there's two pitchers, big-name pitchers out there, like a Sean Doolittle who was a hitter. Oh, no, he, let's go with this. And a Canadian, highest drafted Canadian ever, third overall, uh, in a couple years back was Adam Lowen. He went from pitching to hitting back to pitching. Uh, could you see yourself doing that as well, or, or are you just staying at pitcher for the rest? Uh, maybe we'll see. If the opportunity presents itself, I'm definitely going to try. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, that's a that's a good answer. Well, Do whatever yeah. it takes. He can pinch hit like Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> Did you see that home yeah. run? Oh yeah. He always go, who hit a bomb the other night it was Jake Arrieta went yard. Yeah, and so did Bumgarner off Clayton Kershaw. It, he's the oh, yeah. he's like one of four guys who's ever hit two home runs off. Listen, Kershaw. we're gonna tell Lenier Anyways, that we're, we're, you're playing first base. Side. <laughs> yeah, <seriously. laughs> biggest side. Um, but okay, Andrew. So so you come to the Ottawa Champions and you're coming to play for for Hal Lanier, who has this crazy history in baseball. Um, it, it seems like he's gonna be able to teach you a whole lot. He 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 seems to be a pretty good teacher with guys. So are you excited about that opportunity? Oh, yeah, I'm excited to meet all the coaching staff and everybody. It's always nice to get a fresh set of uh, perspective on baseball because everybody has a different perspective. So Yeah. All right. And, uh, Andrew, that pretty much wraps it up here on Around the Diamond. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, we'll talk soon. I'll see you in uh, spring training. Perfect. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you uh, so much, Andrew. That was Ottawa Champions' new signee, Mr. Andrew Cooper. He, uh, he did a great job coming on the show and uh, maybe a future broadcaster. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, a nice conversation with him. And up next, we got Hal Lanier, our weekly conversation with Hal. Uh, again, as we get closer to the season, so many moves the champions are making, and we'll uh, we'll talk to Hal about each and every one of them as the champions roster takes shape as we get towards the season. Absolutely, and now we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just about two minutes here on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. It's Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. We're going to get right to the phones here and bring on Champions Manager Hal Lanier. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing great. Thank you. All right, and I'm going to ask you, uh, so when are you going to be making tri- the trip down to Ottawa? Because the the snow has just melted. It's well, getting that's there. that's what I've heard, Don't get what hopes I've been up. waiting for. <laughs> uh, there you go. So, um, you know, again, it would be probably at the end of the month, and looking forward to getting there. Um, got some, uh, we hope, you know, pretty good ball players that we have signed through the through the wintertime and springtime, and, um, you yeah, know, looking forward to yeah, absolutely. Season. Yeah, and we just had a chat with uh, Andrew Cooper, right-handed pitcher coming out of the Washington National System. Uh, he's from Canada, and you mentioned a while back on, on our first edition of Around the Diamond that you'd like to have more Canadian players on the ball club. What really raised your eyebrows about Mr. Cooper? Well, he's got experience in organization. He he was with the Washington organization, and again, um, you know, he can start and relieve. Uh, we really... Uh, going to see what we have when we get to spring training uh, from the idea of what we're going, how we're going to use our pitching staff. And myself and Billy Horn, our, my pitching coach, will look at all the new arms that we have in camp and uh, see who's going to start and who's going to relieve. Now, uh, a couple days ago, Hal, you, um, you, you made a couple moves uh, to bring in a couple veteran players. And when we talked to you last time, we talked to you about Granny, Danny Grower coming in as the catcher, and you mentioned that you maybe wanted a, a little more um, a, a little more veteran leadership, uh, uh, maybe someone to back him up. And so you brought in Brian Erie, who's a, a catcher. He has a lot of independent ball league experience, and uh, he, I think he's going to kind of shore up the catcher position for you with Danny already there. Well, he's going to give us more experience, that's for sure. He's, yeah. he's been playing... Um, independent ball for a while. He was in the Frontier League uh, in Evansville. I talked to the Evansville manager, uh, Andy McCauley, who I'm good friends with, and he really gave a very, very good report. He had him about three years ago, and then he went to Kansas City and the American Association and did did well. I mean, last year he hit 282, uh, caught like 80 ball games. So, again, you know, it's a little bit more experience, but I'm – no, don't forget, uh, Danny Greyer is a very, very good uh, defensive catcher. He block balls well, he calls mm-hmm. the game good, and he's got a very strong arm. So mm-hmm. he's going to get some playing time also. But, again, it gives us a little bit more experience uh, uh, behind the plate, and especially with the pitchers that we have. Uh, you know, they're mostly experienced. We have a couple rookies in the, on the pitching staff, but... Mostly experience, and hopefully our two catchers will, you know, go hand in foot with the idea of uh, calling the right pitches for our pitching staff. Yeah, and Hal, you made two, uh, you signed two Latin players in Giancarlos Gill from Venezuela and Luis Parra from the Dominican Republic, and uh, they're two left-handed pitchers, and apparently they throw pretty hard. Uh, that's the word around town here. It, does it help to get a little bit more lefties in the bullpen, or will they have a chance to start the season? Well, I think you know, Para. He probably started more games than um, you know than he relieved. So we're really looking at at him as a starter. I mean, he was thirty six and thirty five in the years that he played with uh, in the Texas organization. Uh, he had a uh, a good earn run average of four point one zero, and he didn't give up that many hits in five hundred and thirty five innings. He gave up five hundred and twenty one hits, but he also Struck struck out 432 uh, hitters, so he's got he's got good control. And uh, same thing with Gill. Um, he has started. He has relieved. We have a in mind who's going to start, but again, we're going to have an open mind and see how they throw uh, during exhibition games, how they handle themselves, and uh, you know we'll make a decision then. It's a, it's a good decision to have when when okay. you have probably. Six or seven starters on on your uh, on your pitching staff out of eleven pitchers, and uh, again, uh, we're going to take the best five and see what happens. And uh, if one fails, we all we always can go through the other guy. But they're going to get, you know, especially at the start of the season. You know, players are not going to be able to go, uh, you know, seven eight innings, or they'll be on a pitch count just like every other team does. And you know, again, the the bullpen's going to come in very very. Uh, Andy, with the idea of uh, getting some innings in and eating up some innings. Yeah, for sure, and, and it's going to be really key to get some, you know, live arms in the rotation. Of course, you, you know, you mentioned there's not too many guys in the Can-Am League that do throw around 93 miles an hour, or even 92. 
uh, as it's it's a completely different league than the minor league system. But I, I have to ask you, uh, Trevor Gretzky is going to be coming on our show uh, later in the hour. And uh, I, I have to think that you guys did contact him and tried to sign him when he got released by the Los Angeles Angels. Well, we were, we were looking at some other players, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, we knew he was out there. And we looked at his numbers, and Nick Belmonte, my player man, uh, we talked about him and everything, and I know Quebec signed him. But, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he does in the Can-Am League. Uh, he had some, you know, average numbers, not overwhelming, but, again, um, you know, he, he has the name behind him. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Everyone knows that name. Uh, not if, even if you're not a hockey fan, you should know that. <laughs> oh, that's but, it, uh, right? Yeah. Again, uh, you know, he comes from a, a, a good line of uh, his dad, of course, you know, the great Wayne Gretzky. But, again, you know, he's going to have to, you know, show that he can play in, you know, the Can-Am League. And it's, it's a tough league. Um, again, we're, we're starting, you know, we had a lot of guys not come back from last year. And, again, we're just going by what, just like other managers, they've never seen these players play. So I'm sure Quebec's going to look at him during spring training, just like, you know, I, my, me and my coaching staff is going to look at some new players that we've never seen. And and finally, uh, you mentioned getting um, a little experience at catcher. You got a lot of experience in the outfield with a player you have coming in, Brian Van Kirk. Double uh, A experience in the uh, Toronto Blue Jays organization with New Hampshire um, has been around a long time. Played a little independent ball a couple of years ago, but he 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 had a year off. So so, what are you expecting from from Brian Van Kirk coming into the team? I'm really excited about Brian. Um, he is someone that we've been looking for for probably all spring mm-hmm. and most of the winter time. A right-handed hitting outfielder um, with some pop. Um, again, um, I'm not too concerned about the, how many home runs he's going to hit, but especially uh, in, in Double A, he drove in runs. Uh, last year, he took off because of an arm injury. He had it probably two years ago when he was in Double A and. Uh, I think the organization wanted him to, you know, get it looked at, uh, mm-hmm. maybe even operated on um, during that season. But he was having such a good season. I guess he talked him out of it, he told me. And, uh, again, um, he just had to uh, rehab last year. And it's 100% now. He's soaring a lot. And he lives down here in Florida, so he's able to work out a lot. But he brings a lot of experience from Double A. Um, he's, he'll drive in some runs, and he will surely fit, you know, right in the middle of our lineup somewhere, uh, along with uh, you know Kenny Bryan and Sebastian Boucher and some other people that uh, you know, we're trying to get. So again, he's going to bring a lot to the table. He's a very good uh, defensive outfielder, and he's got a strong arm. So I'm excited about him. Uh, it's someone that I'm going to really, you know, keep an eye on during spring training and see what he can and can't do. Yeah, that, that's, that might be right. And, and Hal, I got a question from the fans here. Back in the day when you were with the Astros organization, uh, I don't know if you spent any time with Art Howe. Did you? Well, I knew, I knew Art before. And again, um, he came after me. But um, <laughs> Art was a, you know, a very fine manager, a very good ball player. Yeah. And um, again, he, he had a great career in... Uh, not only as a player, but as a coach and as a manager. Yeah, and and the reason why a, a couple of people have been asking me uh, personally to, to ask you this question is because, if, I don't know if you've seen the movie Moneyball, but he's the manager of the Oakland Athletics when they had that big 20-game winning streak, and he's so portrayed as the villain in that movie, but really he said that he was actually for the Moneyball theory, and, and I just wanted to hear your whole take on that with the with Art Howe, if you, if you knew him. Well, I did, and again, um, you know, he was there when it when it really, really <laughs> happened, and you know, um, Deli Bean, the general manager, uh, had a sense on what he wanted to uh, to accomplish with that organization, and he did it, and you know, uh, traded some good ball players away, but got some good ball players, and it worked out great, and you know, like I said, Art had a. Uh, uh, very good career, and as a player, as a coach, and as a manager, I have a lot of respect for him. He he's been around a long time, and uh, he's a great guy. Also, you yeah. know, got to know him pretty well, and uh, you know, a, a good manager. He had a good career. 
Yeah, for sure. And and I I got to ask you if I've had also a couple of questions from from some uh, some people who do listen to the show and and they've been wondering what is the the whole lineup look like? Will Johnny Cole get a chance to start at first base or will we see Kenny Bryant in there? Is Helms going to be in left field or how is the lineup going to look out uh this season? Well, you know, Kenny Bryant, we got him in a trade from uh Sussex and he is a quality player, professional hitter. He's got great hands at first base. He's got some power. He's, he can run. Um, and he's got great hands at first base, too. And, again, he's going to, you know, that's going to be his position. Yeah. Probably, you know, start the season off unless we have some injuries in the outfield during spring training, which we hope we don't. <laughs> but, again, um, you know, we just have to wait, you know, during spring training and see everyone with our own eyes. You know, we got to see Kenny last year, of course, and he had a good – Good year with a uh, you know with Sussex, um, he had ten home runs in a big ballpark you know that that he played in. So again, I'm not really concerned more about the home runs this year. I'm more concerned about people driving in runs, and I think he'll have a good opportunity to you know be in the middle of the lineup somewhere. You know, I really haven't looked at the lineup. Uh, we still have a couple spots to fill. Uh, no telling what we're gonna you know come up with with Mm -hmm. third base and again uh you know we're looking at some different people and you know hopefully they'll fit right in the lineup too so uh right now on paper it looks good (laughs) with the players that we have but everyone can probably say that but again um i really like what you know uh, we've done this year Mm -hmm. uh putting the team together and we had to you know, really go out and get some new players again. It was almost like last year because a lot of guys retired. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know what? I'm very excited about uh, this team for the upcoming season. And you guys got a. Uh, I've talked to multiple players on the team, and you guys got a great group of guys and a great group of individuals. And that pretty much wraps it up. And how I think that things are going to go excellent this year. I'm, I'm calling it. You guys are making the playoffs, and uh, we're going to be there to see it. Okay. Thank you very much. That was Ottawa Champions manager Hal Lanier. He did a really good job of putting together this this whole team, and we look forward to seeing him in spring training. And, Corey, we got a very special guest coming up next, Mr. Trevor Gretzky. you excited? Yeah, coming back home to where his, uh, his father is thought of as a god, but to play baseball for the Quebec Capitals. It'll be a, an interesting talk with Trevor Gretzky. Absolutely. That's all still to come on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. Welcome back to Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. It's the man of the hour, the moment that everyone has been waiting for. It's been all hyped up. Now joining Corey and I on the phone is Mr. Trevor Trevor Gretzky himself. How are you doing today? Uh, good. How are you guys doing? We're doing awesome, man. And, and I just want to start off with just a, a quick question here. Um, you were drafted by the Chicago Cubs in the seventh round in the 2011 MLB draft. Uh, where were you and, and what was your whole reaction when it, when it first happened? Uh, I was in uh, my family's kitchen, and, you know, it was, it was pretty special just being around the whole family and uh, everyone there supporting you and people who supported you your whole life were there to share that moment with you. It was pretty cool. And and talk about your, your time in the Cubs organization. Uh, uh, you've been playing um, uh, since rookie ball in 2012. Um, uh, uh, kind of what's your, your baseball development been like over, over the last few years in the, uh, in the organization? Uh, it's been great. I mean, uh, you know, playing pro ball, even at the lower levels, you get the best coaching in the world. And, uh, you know, just being out there every day and playing with guys who have played the game their whole lives, uh, just just learning from their experience. That's what it's all about. And uh, I've learned a lot playing with the Cubs, and you know, I just hope to grow from there. Um, and, you know, playing in the Cubs organization, I think there's been a lot of excitement even about their um, their minor league programs over the last few years. You know, Theo Epstein goes over to the, the Cubs. He takes over. I, I think that created a, a lot of excitement, especially for the prospects. And, and you had plenty of, 
of unbelievable guys you had a, an opportunity to play with. And, uh, I mean, Chris Bryan, who, who's larger than life right now, doing all kinds of commercials and things like that. That must have been, a, it, it must have been a, a pretty special time kind of in the Cubs organization. Yeah, it's cool. You know, being being young with all those guys, you don't you don't realize what they turned out to be. You know, mm-hmm. and then you know the next year, you know they're good. Yeah. Um, but you just it's hard to put it together when you're playing with them, and then the next year they go off and they're just doing you know huge things in the major leagues. So it's always special to like uh, look back and say that I got to play with those guys, and um, you know you learn from them too, just the way they go about their business. Yeah, and Chris Bryan is, is definitely one of those guys that's considered a freak of nature. The ball just explodes off his bat. Uh, what was it like to just see uh, him c- kind of carrying, him, carrying himself, walking around the clubhouse, and even taking batter in practice? It must have been a real treat. Yeah, it was great. You know, you know, even off the field, he was one of, he's one of the nicest guys there is. You know, he never acted like he was uh, some freak of nature, which he is, because the way he hits the ball is just ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I remember watching him at BP for the first time, and you couldn't believe it. And uh, but like I said, he's just one of the guys, and that's that's what you say when you, you don't realize how, how what they're going to turn into, you know? Because you look at these big leaguers like superstars, and it's just special to be able to say you got to play with guys like that. And and now you sign in the Can-Am League. You come uh, to a Canadian city uh, into Quebec. I don't know how much time you've been able to spend in Canada, but it's it's got to be nice to come back uh, to a place where your your father well not grew up, but the country that uh, he played for uh, in hockey. Yeah, you know, I I spend a lot of time up in uh, Toronto, and I make my way up with my dad when he goes up to Edmonton, and some time mm-hmm. in Vancouver. But yeah, I've never been uh, I've never been to Quebec. Um, I'm excited. Uh, my dad said nothing but great things about it and uh now i'm just ready to go there and and uh play yeah i'm sure it's going to be fun and and the one thing with quebec is that they have one of the smaller ballparks in the league and 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 you know could you see yourself maybe hitting a little bit more home runs there than than you did in the minor leagues yeah you know i'm not i'm not worried about all that right now you know i'm i just want to go there and you know have fun playing the game again and really just help help the team win some games you know i'm not I'm not going there thinking I'm, I'm going to try to hit 50 home runs. You know, I'm just going to play and see what happens. What what kind of player do you do you see yourself as? What what are you going to bring the table to this team? Because you know, you look at your stats and 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 you do have a really nice on base percentage. You've been able to play a, a few different positions through your career. What are you uh, What are you going to bring to that team? Uh, you know, I think I could hit. Um, you know, once I get into a spot where I'm where I'm playing every day and I get the every day at bats, I feel like I'm going to contribute at the plate. Um, that's always not been the case, um, uh, with every day at bats, uh, as in pro ball, there's so many good players, you know, so I'm not, I mean, not that there isn't in the Can-Am league, yeah, yeah. it's going to be, t- it's going to be a tough league, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like once I get, get in there and start playing every day, I think I'm going to, well, hopefully I'll contribute to this team and start winning some games. Yeah, and another thing, when you come to the Can-Am League and you you play for the Quebec City Capitals, and and you come to uh, I guess to Quebec in that sense, um, you, you played uh, a, a multiple years with the Cubs organization, and not a lot of players in this league do that. It's got to be nice to to walk into the room and know that you're a leader. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not like I said, you know, I'm not thinking about you know leading the team or doing anything like that. I just want to go in there and and you know contribute to this team to win games and whatever I could do to help this team, you know, that would be good. You know, there's no better feeling than being able to contribute to a winning team. And my dad's told me that since I was a kid. And you just want to go in there and play hard. Well, and you talk about, you know, advice that you've gotten from your dad. And I'm, I'm sure being around your dad, you've been around all kind of other athletes. And whether it's from your dad or, or someone else, is there like a, a piece of advice in your career uh, um, uh, or or like something to do with work ethic, something like that, that maybe you've incorporated into kind of your everyday ath- athletic routines or, or something that you're kind of is always close to mind when you're when you're preparing mentally or, or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, ever since I've always said, ever since I was a kid, uh, that's the one thing he told me. He's like, you might, you know, obviously you're not going to be the best, most talented player in the world. You know, but if you play hard, you know, good things will happen. If you work hard, good things will happen. So, and I, I think that's the case with any athlete in any sport. Sure. You work hard and play hard, good things are going to happen regardless of 
how talented you are. And, and in this league, you, in the Can-Am League itself, there, there's not a lot of hard-throwing pitchers. At uh, And I don't know how much you saw in A-ball. I'm sure some, some players were hitting 97 miles an hour. Uh, what's your whole pr- approach at the plate when switching leagues and coming to a whole new uh, independent league here? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't really see it as, you know, lesser pitchers. Like, I've seen some of the guys that are in this league and I think they're just as good or better than a lot of guys in the minor leagues. Um, yeah. You know, uh, there's a guy, Sheldon McDonald. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if he's on Quebec this year or not, but, you know, I played with him with the Cubs, and I knew he was up playing in Quebec, and that guy's nasty, you know. He's, he's if not better, he's better or just the same as anybody in the minor leagues. And uh, I think there's just so much talent in this league, and that's, what, that's why I wanted to go up there and, and uh, still play yeah, for sure. And 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 another thing here, uh, Trevor, you look at, uh, you know, back, I guess in California, you got to tell me, I don't know how much hockey there is there because they do have the, you guys do have the LA Kings. And uh, I don't know, is there any rinks or do people play hockey uh, in California? No. Not, not really, eh? That's for sure. No, eh? So, not on ice. No, they, uh, not really, man. Uh, like, I, like when I was talking to you earlier. Um, yeah. You know, if I would have grown up in Canada, you know, I'd maybe still be playing. You know, it's just I grew up in L.A. and there's no hockey. It's like uh, all your buddies are playing baseball and football and basketball, and that's what you want to do. So I guess out of basketball, football, and baseball, what really uh, drove you to that sport specifically? There there has to be something because I'm from I'm, I'm born here in Canada, and I've never really been a hockey guy. I've been a baseball guy my whole life. It's my passion. It's in my heart, and I'm sure it's in yours as well. Oh, uh, well, I, I think it uh, comes from my dad. Um, you know, he's a base, he was a baseball nut himself. Oh, really? Cool. And, uh, ever since I was a kid, he would, like, I remember growing up, um, in New York when he was playing with the Rangers and the first game he ever took me to was a Yankee game. Wow. And I just, you know, yeah, it's like you fall in love with the sport, like, you know, yeah. and, uh, I just really wasn't introduced to hockey as like, uh, and I, I didn't really fall in love with it like I did, uh, with baseball or football. And, you know, it, and, 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 and most of it is your your friends. All my friends are playing baseball. Yeah, I didn't want to go drive. You know, every morning, a couple hours to go play. You know, where my friends were playing as a kid. So, you know, when all your buddies are playing baseball, you want to go play b- baseball with your buddies. And I think I just kind of went from there. Yeah, and and I wish I had a lot of buddies that did play baseball because all my friends played hockey, and then I was forced to play goalie, which I wasn't yeah. very good at, and I, <laughs> I was not very good I'm at. I'm a goalie. I'm a goalie too. Oh no way! Awesome, man. That's cool. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm also five foot six, and I got lit up. <laughs> you, you've got a little height on him, Trevor. At at, at six four, do you do you feel like at, at six four? That uh, that you kind of fall into that that prototypical like first baseman. You got a lot of size. You can go reach for balls. Like, do you feel that maybe because of your size, you kind of got slotted there as uh, as as you went through your baseball career? Um, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I I play. You know, I got I played about one year at first base, uh, and then the Cubs they moved me to uh, the outfield. Mm-hmm. I've been playing majority in the outfield now, but I don't know. I just go out there and. It really doesn't matter where you put me. I just want to, as long as I'm in the lineup, I'll, I'll be happy. You know what's funny about that is I, I used to love playing first base, and then I moved to second base, and that was like where I really enjoyed like you know playing defense. I wasn't a good hitter, I'll tell you that. I played yeah. high school baseball, I had two hits. Like I'm not <laughs> anywhere close to, to any baseball player in this town. I used to get blown away by like 80 miles an hour, so I wasn't very good. Um, here's, a, here's another question. Uh, I want to ask, you know, just to kind of give, you know, any kids listening, any fans listening out there, uh, I, well, I'll start off with this. So you did play first base growing up throughout high school, or was there another position that you really enjoyed? Um, you know, I, I, I like to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what, that's, ever since I was a kid, that's, that's what everyone wants to do is hit, you know, and I've been, that's what I've been work I've been working on uh, these past couple of years is really trying to do my defense and I got to get better at defense, but. At the end of the day, you know, everyone likes to hit. And whether I play first, left, center, or right, it doesn't matter to me, you know. Okay, perfect. So with that question, let's do a little follow-up here. I want to ask you, uh, what's your main advice to to any, you know, anyone listening out there when, you know, trying to get up the ranks in in baseball here? Uh, Just work hard, you know. It's like, I mean, it sounds cliche, but I mean, as I look back, you know, in high school, I wish I, you know, not I wish I would have worked harder, but you know now I see guys in high school lifting every day and 
and they they're coming out of high school, you know, pretty big. I was when I came out of high school, I was you know 170 pounds. Wow. And uh, I wish, you know, I wish I would have, uh, you know, lifted like the kids are doing now in high school. And you know, but I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I, I regret anything I did, but work hard and you know, make sure you're hitting every day and uh, just having fun with the game. Yeah. Because uh, if you're having fun, then it's it's pretty pointless. Yeah, it's all about having fun, and and uh, with that yeah. being said, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up here, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on, Trevor. It was a real pleasure, and uh, I, I wish you all the best during the season. And when we come up to Quebec City, we'll uh, we'll see our even when you come down to Ottawa, we'll see you dr- through during the season. Yeah, for sure, guys. Thanks for having me. That was Quebec Capitals first baseman Trevor Gretzky. Awesome talk with him. Coming up next. We're going to touch on some recent moves that the Ottawa champions have made. That's all here on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9 Ottawa's new music. Trevor Gretzky joined us in our last segment. Did a great job, and uh, we, were really, we really appreciate him joining us here on Around the Diamond. But now we're going to get to Corey Mess. He's got all the info on some of the latest moves that the champions have made in the past week. Uh, what's going around, going around the diamond here? Yeah, to close up the show, Dante, we're going to do a little bit of a rapid fire here as the uh, the champions are slowly, and they're, uh, they're getting their roster together for the 2016 Can-Am League season. So you guys talked about the signing of the two left-handed pictures last week from the Dominican Republic, Luis uh, Parra and Giancarlos Gill. Also, the day before that they signed those two pitchers, they released a couple players from last season. Tyler Heil, who um, actually had two different stints with the Ottawa Champions, played a whole bunch of different positions, played shortstop, he pitched, did all kinds of different things for the Champions last year. Tyler Heil and uh, Chris Winder, who was uh, a fan favorite, I think, for the Ottawa Champions, uh, played right field most of the year, but of course had that famous last game of the season where he played every single position for the Ottawa Champions. Uh, one through nine um, was a was a great player to watch all year. As Hal mentions in the interview, he did uh, strike out a few times last year, but was maybe one of the best fielders yeah. in the Can-Am League. Um, so happy trails to those two. Um, they won't be returning uh, this year, although Hal did say that they have their eye on Chris Winder, so maybe they try and re-sign him. But, maybe. Uh, 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 happy trails to both Chris Winder, Tyler Heil, Corey Caswell, as well was traded um, uh, to the Lake Erie Crushers in the Frontier League. Corey Caswell was the backup catcher for most of the season last year, although once Bryce Mazzanari got injured, we did see uh, a little more of Caswell. Had a couple big home runs at uh, RCGT Park. I remember one that he just wrapped around that foul pole. It was close, but um, uh, Corey Caswell, the backup catcher, did get traded, and as we talked to Hal about, um, uh, he's, a, he's a younger guy, of course, going to play in the Frontier League, where you're only allowed to be, I think, 24 or 25. Uh, but Caswell um, uh, goes to somewhere where he gets to play a little more, and the champions were looking for a little more uh, veteran leadership at the catcher position. Yeah. And they got that from the Kansas City T-Bones. Yeah, they do get Brian Erie. He, uh, it's going to be nice to see who's going to battle for or who's going to get that job. I thought Danny Grauer was going to run away with it because of the pop that he has in the good arm. But it's going to be nice to see in spring training who gets this job. And I think that there are going to be good sports about this too. Well, and, and like Hal said, they should complement each other well. Because you mentioned the, the pop and the big arm from Danny Grauer. But um, but Brian Erie comes in as a guy who was never drafted into affiliated baseball, uh, but he's played a lot of independent baseball over the last few years. Has had some good seasons, um, uh, and and last year he hit two eighty two while catching eighty games. So a really nice yeah, season for him that, last yeah. year. Um, uh, just solid behind the plate. I think he's going to give the champions maybe a little more of a, um, a contact hitter compared to um, to Danny Grauer. And at home, that's going to that, be nice. That's nice to see, though. You always want to have two of each right? or one of each, right? Absolutely. And and he does give the champions a little more. He, he might not have that big arm behind the plate, but he does have tons of experience. He'll work very well with the catchers. So it'll be exciting to see Brian Erie. They're able to bring in another one of those veteran players, and, and I think that'll be smart for them. And kind of sticking to the um, the veteran leadership side for the champions, they bring in a really nice player in Brian Van Kirk, an outfielder. Yes. Um, uh, uh, 
who was actually drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays, went to Oral Roberts University, was drafted by the Blue Jays, has been in the Blue Jays system since, I believe, 2008 or 2009. That's a long time. Quite a while there. I believe he's an older player. He's going to be an LS4 in the Can-Am League, so he's 30 years old. Um, But he gives the champions another very good outfielder. So you look at the champions outfielder now. We talked about this with Hal. You have Sebastian Boucher. You have Matt Helms, who you signed a few weeks ago. And now you have Brian Van Kirk, who has double-A experience in affiliated baseball, played with um, New Hampshire in double-A baseball, had a couple really good seasons there. Yeah, and and you know what? The thing Now that we talk about Van Kirk is... Uh, the one thing that Helms is is very good at is his defense. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how he compares himself more to an Alex Gordon. Good arm. He said he loves throwing guys out of home plate and at third base. Do you think maybe they put Van Kirk in left and maybe Helms in right field? It depends. It's nice to have that bigger arm in right field just for the longer throw to third base. And, and so... Um, I think we could see Helms in, in right field. Helms played all over the outfield uh, with the New Jersey Jackals last year. So it, it's tough to say where exactly we're going to see them. I still think we'll see Sebastian Boucher as the everyday center fielder well, that, for this That's team. always like that, right? Um, but uh, but I am interested to see um, uh, where Van Kirk and, um, and Hal end up. And Hal mentioned that Van Kirk didn't play any baseball last year, took last year off because of an injury. And, and so you have to wonder if maybe maybe his throwing isn't working too well if they do put him in left. Absolutely. And and you know what? We're going to we're going to bring on these these two gentlemen next week. We're going to have a more in-depth talk with them on next week's edition of Around the Diamond. And with that, we're going to wrap things up here for a nice Saturday evening. It was a real pleasure having you on, Corey. It was wonderful to be back, Dante, and uh, and I'm excited for next week's show so, already. So next week, we got some great guests lined up. We're going to bring on uh, a couple champions, players. Uh, maybe they sign someone else during the week. We'll, we'll have all of that. And two big Canadian prospects that got drafted last year, or actually one got signed with a college, Matt Iani. He's from Ottawa. He's six foot eight and throws about 93 miles an hour. They call him the Randy Johnson of Canada or the Dellen Batances of Canada. He's a, he's a freak of nature. <laughs> wow. That is, that, is a, that is a big moniker. Oh, yeah, big one, indeed. And then the highest-drafted position uh, player out of Canada, Josh Naylor, first baseman for the Miami Nar- Marlins, got drafted 12th overall in last year's draft. He's going to be coming on next week. So we got a jam-packed show. It's going to be awesome, and uh, you'll be here for it. Yes, sir, I will, uh, I will be here. Absolutely, and with that being said, we're going to wrap things up. You can, call, you can follow myself on Twitter at Diamond underscore Dante, and you can also follow Corey Mess at Former Inside Man. Nailed it. Nailed it. There we go. And uh, you can also, if you missed the show and you want to check out other episodes, you can visit our SoundCloud, Diamond Dante Ottawa, or Diamond Dante Audio. There we go. And uh, and that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You're listening to Around the Diamond on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's new music. Tune in to Around the Diamond next Saturday for an intense look on your Ottawa champions and everything baseball.